Welcome to the Sexy Scoop. My name is Abby Taken and I'm a sex and relationship coach and mom of two. I'm here to give you the scoop on how to unlock the sexy mother within. Each week, I'll be giving you my hot take, getting the mouth perspective from my husband, Joey, and connecting you to everyday moms and professionals to give you the tools to take up space in your life and make sex fun again. Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Sexy Scoop. Today, I'm giving you this scoop on my journey with my body. Um, and some hot tips on how to increase your body love and your body confidence. So I did briefly touch on this in episode one. I did talk a little bit about my journey with my body, um, but this is kind of going to be the deep dive because I know this is something that comes up with pretty much everyone I speak to, everyone I interact with. Um, I asked on my Instagram for some like sexy New Year's goals and lots of them were about body confidence. So I just feel really called to share my journey with my body um, because I feel like it's a very common journey um, and I feel like what I have overcome is something that lots of women of my age, I'm 34, have had a similar story around um, and we've fed the same narratives about their body from society that I have been fed to. So I really hope that this one resonates with you. Um, I hope that you can see some of your journey reflected in mine. Um, and at the end of this episode, I'm just going to give you a few little action steps, things that you can do in your life to help you to connect to your body a little bit more. Um, and to help you get closer to that goal of feeling more confident in your skin, right? And like I said in episode one, it was really unlocking my sexual identity that allowed me to say goodbye to the stories I had around my body and move into this like newfound confidence. And it is a journey and it never ends. I still have days where I don't like the way my body looks or a certain part of my body looks, but these are fleeting moments rather than being my life, which is where I was before. So just to get started, my lack of confidence, I guess we could say my body probably started about the age of 10 that I can remember. It could have been earlier than that. Um, I was a really chubby kid. I was not sporty at all. Um, and I was not really liked for that at school, I guess. Like I was picked on a bit. And then at home, I remember probably around the age of 10 to 12 counting Weight Watchers points. Um, I went to Curves Gym, which is like a circuit training thing. Um, I remember doing that in year five. So again, yeah, I would have been 10. Um, and I remember there being conversations, um, with adults in my life around what size clothes I was in and how I shouldn't be in those because I should be a smaller size than that. Um, and being told like, oh, you shouldn't probably wear that, um, because of what your body looks like, you should wear this instead and things like that. So I was fed this narrative from a young age that my body should be small. I should take up less physical space, Right. Um, and then in between primary school and high school, I lost a lot of weight. Um, and I went into high school with a completely new group of friends and people treated me in a completely different way. 
And I was complimented constantly by the adults in my life of like how good I looked, how much smaller I was, how much fun it must be to be able to like buy clothes that are my size. Um, And all of this just reinforced this narrative that I need to be small, that my body needs to be small. I need to take up as little space as possible. A small body is what is celebrated in this society, in this family, in at this school with these people that I wanted to be friends with, right? And it was also what was celebrated by society and the media. So I'm 34. I grew up with Paris Hilton, Nicole Ritchie, like Kate Moss. These were the people that were in the magazines. These were the images that I was being shown of what was celebrated as what your body should look like, which is like skeletal, like absolutely skinny. Like there's no other way to describe how these women's bodies looked. Um, And so I tried to emulate that the whole way through high school. And my body went up and down in size because like my body shouldn't ever look like that. Um, That's not what is natural for me. And so it was just a constant kind of journey of like big and little, big and little, and then like friendship changing and then me not feeling confident and then I'd lose weight and then I feel confident again and be like accepted by people again. And it was just a really big mind fuck, I feel. And then I went to uni. Um, I drank a lot. So my weight stayed pretty, my weight stayed pretty low because I was drinking a lot and not really eating much. Um And then it all really came to head when I had my son, my seven-year-old. So when I was pregnant, I ate so much food, um, so much chocolate and sweets. And I thought, because nobody told me this, because I didn't have friends that had had babies and society definitely doesn't tell you, the perfect Instagram moms definitely don't tell you, that when you have a baby, your body changes but it doesn't bounce back. Everything that I'd seen about women that had had babies was in those celebrity magazines, like, you know, Woman's Day, Woman's Weekly being like, look at this model that had a baby six weeks ago and her body's bounced back. And I was like, cool, that's what they do. The body's bounced back. Um, And so I just like stuffed my face and put on heaps of weight and then had my baby. And guess what? There was no bounce back. There was no bounce back. There was no back. Like, um, so before I had kids, I kind of sat around like an eight to 10. I did get up to like a 14 at one point, but I managed to keep my body at about a size eight to 10. Um, and after I had my son, I was a size 18. So I was like the biggest that I'd ever been. Um, and like I talked about in episode one, this really had a lot. It really hampered my self-confidence and my self-worth because my whole life I'd been told that I was only valued when my body was physically small. And so then to pop out a human and to be like sleep deprived and already like confused about my identity because I went from all the things I was to mother. Um, then on top of that, being in this larger body that society had like drummed into me for the last 17 years should not is not acceptable like it was really messed up and I was breastfeeding and I was starving all the time I was so hungry and I was just eating and eating and because I had such low self-worth in the first few months of motherhood 
because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how to ask for what I needed. I went from this fiercely independent woman who just did whatever I wanted to having this baby attached to me 24-7. Joey is an incredible husband, an incredible father, but he does not lactate. I said this in episode one. He didn't lactate. And so he was just basically useless to me at this point. Um, and so I did not do any self-care. I didn't even know what self-care was or could look like because I had like crippling guilt every time I left my baby. And this all just fed into it all, right? Then I started going to the gym when my son was about six months old. And that was both a both a blessing and a curse. I got my body back to, to smaller and it's never going to go back to what it was. Um, but we know that. Uh, that's what happens when you birth babies out of your vagina and then feed them from your breasts. Um, your body changes, right? And the gym turned into an absolute obsession. So I got on Instagram around that time. I was Fitzbo obsessed. I was macro counting. I would weigh every gram of food that went in my mouth. I would even weigh like the mayo that I would spread on the wrap that I would allow myself. Um, I was fit. I was muscly. I was strong. Um, but I was obsessive. It was not great. It felt great at the time, but it wasn't. And I was never happy because I was looking at these women on Instagram, mothers, and like, you know, good on them for having the bodies that they had. But I was like, why? Why can't I have that? I'm doing all of the things. Why don't I have abs? Why doesn't my butt look that peachy? Like I'm like lifting heavier and heavier. I was spending like two to three hours at a gym a day. Um, this was after I had my daughter. So the gym obsession just kept going for years. Um, and I just couldn't get my body to look like theirs. And it was so frustrating because I was like doing all the things that they're telling me to do. And I was buying all the programs and like, yeah, doing all the things and none of it was working. Um, and then when I found Layla Martin and her work and I started really deep diving into all of that, the biggest thing for me was this stripping away of like what is actually true and what do I actually value? And it was earth shattering for me the day. I even remember exactly the moment that it happened. I was watching this lecture on identities from my certification and she basically said that like everything, we've, we've made up everything. Every identity that we hold is, is a construct. And my world just like plummeted, like it crumbled. And I was like, holy shit. And then I started applying this to my body image. And I was like, fuck, like every single thing about my body is something that someone else has told me. Every single thing. Everything. From what I should eat to what it should look like to where I should hold fat to how much muscles I should have to how to move it to how to fuel it like every single thing that I'd ever been told about my body and that I'd ever felt about my body was something that someone else had told me and I didn't actually know what was true for me in my body did I actually want a peachy ass or did I just see that on Instagram and like you know Joey was like I wouldn't mind one of those in my house and I was like sold you know, like I saw abs and I was like, yes, I saw skinny rakes in like the media when I was like 12 years old, like models. And I was like, okay, that's what I got to look like. 
And so I'd taken all of these things and all of these things and I'd embedded them into myself as my truth and then lived my life from a place of that being my truth. And when I started stripping away all of these layers and all of this truth, none of it was true. None of it was true. Like I didn't want to count every single gram of food that was going in my mouth and track it on an app to have abs because I didn't actually want abs. Like if you want abs, go for it. I'm not here to judge or to put down anything that you want, but I just really encourage you to think about what do you actually want? You, you at your center, at your core, what do you want your body to look like? What do you want? And what is something that you think that you want just because someone else has told you that you should? It's huge, right? And it makes you question a lot. And so, yeah, I realized like I didn't want to spend three hours at a gym every day. I didn't want peachy, but some days I still do want that, but I don't really, really want it. I don't want it enough to commit part of my life to that being a goal of my life. That's how I look at it. Um, some days I want abs. Most days I do not because I also like eating chocolate. And we all know abs are made in the kitchen. If you follow any uh, Fitzbo accounts, you will have heard that. Um, yeah. And then the more that I started to realize that everything I'd been told about or everything I thought that I wanted for my body was a lie, the more I realized that it was me imposing all of these conditioning, societal conditionings onto myself. I was stopping myself from living my life because I didn't like the way my body looked because someone in my past had told me that my body should look a different way. I wouldn't wear clothes that I wanted to wear. I wouldn't allow myself to do that. I wouldn't allow myself to wear comfortable summery clothes because I felt like I need to cover my legs up because they're too fat. You know, I wouldn't allow myself to just go and play with my kids at the peach because I was worried about, you know, what my body would look like sitting on the sand. Um, there's so much that I stopped myself from doing or experiencing because I was worried about what other people would think about my body. And the crux of it all was that it wasn't what other people were thinking about my body. It was my own judgments on my body. Other people, 99% of other people don't actually give a shit. And if they do give a shit, they shouldn't because it's my body. It's not theirs. So, yeah, that is a very brief rundown on where I've come from, where I'm going. And like I said, I still have days and moments in time where I look at my body and don't like it or I look at a part of my body and I don't like it. Um, but it's few and far between. And that underlying confidence comes from rewriting these narratives. So I'm going to put my coach hat on for a second and give you some tools. So the biggest thing I feel to rewrite this story, if you're not going to do it in a coaching session, I do do this with my clients. Um, but if you're doing it alone, is journaling, just asking yourself some questions about your body and journaling out, like, why don't I like the way my arms look? Who told me what my body should look like and what did they tell me? And what is true for me? 
How do I feel about that? Also reframing. Like I don't like, this is an example. Sometimes I don't like it. For example, I don't like the flab underneath my arm. I've got tuck shop mom arms or whatever they call them, tuck shop lady arms. But what do your arms actually do for you? Yes, you might have tuck shop lady arms, but you also have strength in those arms. What do those arms allow you to do in your life that you would not be able to do if one of them wasn't there or both of them weren't there? And really examining, like I said, where these stories came from, who gave them to you and how true they are. And if they're not true and you find that you have nothing that is true, then working on your own truth. What is true about my body? What do I love about my body? If I'm looking at my body through my eyes and not somebody else's, if I'm looking at my body through a clear lens of truth, through my own lens, rather than the lens that's been given to me by my family, by society, by the mean remarks of the kids in year three at school, taking all of that away and what truth is left. And now there's just some little things that you can do that I do that really help me. So one of these is mirror work, really basic. You can either get naked and look at your whole body. You can just choose a part of your body if this is very, very early in your journey and just really examine it. So again, working with the arms that I gave the example of before, really looking at your arm and taking it in. And yeah, at first you're probably going to be really critical. I'm not going to lie. At first you're just going to be able to see the negative and the negative's okay. We can allow that, but really taking it in. What do I like? Oh, I like the way that my arm curves up into my shoulder. I like the curve of my shoulder. I like the daintiness of my wrist, you know? What else do I like? I like how strong my arm feels. I like when I move it this way, I can feel muscle there. I like the way my arms hold my children. So really taking it in. You can incorporate touch in massage, get some really beautiful lotion or some body oil and just give that part of your body a massage and connecting in with maybe some gratitude that you feel around this part of you. And then the last thing is affirmation. So this can tie in with your journaling. So if there's a part of your body that particularly don't like, what are some affirmations you can write about it? Going back to the arm. Like, I love the way I have strength in my arms. I love that my arms hold my children physically. I love the way my arms hug my husband or my partner. I love using my arms to pick an apple off a tree. Don't know where that came from, but probably relevant for someone out there. Just working on some affirmations about things that you do love about your body and different parts of your body. And so I hope that this has been somewhat helpful for you. I hope, like I said at the start, that you can see some of your journey in my journey. And I hope that if you're in a place where you really dislike your body and you can't connect to any kind of gratitude 
that you know that there is hope because I know that I was there at one point, especially after I had my son. I thought there was no way, no way that I could ever feel anything besides hatred for my body. And knowing as well that if you can't connect to love, that's okay. The first step is just being neutral. The first step is being neutral, going from hatred to neutrality. I don't love my arm, but I don't hate it anymore. So that's progress, right? And knowing these things take time. And I just encourage you as well, this can be another action step, I guess, if you like, or another little exercise you can do. Just when you go shopping or when you look at your clothes, if there's an item of clothing that you really want to wear, but you're holding yourself back because of some truth that someone else has fed you, just allowing yourself, even if you just buy it and wear it around the house, just alone around the house and just building the confidence up in that way, right? Because it's so devastating to me the amount that mothers and women miss out on because we hate our bodies so much. It is so sad to me the lack of photos that we have of ourselves with our kids or the fun things we don't allow ourselves to do because we feel so negatively about our bodies or we judge our bodies so much that we don't allow ourselves to do these things. So that's it from me today. I'm going to be signing off. But I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Again, if you have, share it around. Give me some stars. Send me a DM and let me know what you've loved or what you've hated. I need some feedback. I'm a one-woman show. And thank you again for listening to this and supporting me um, because that is the greatest thing that you can do for me at the moment. So thank you and yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.